0: is a podcast that will help you ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's Ruined.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Ruined. I'm Hallie. And I'm Allison. This is a podcast where we're in a horror movie just for you. Just for all of you. Hallie, I gotta ask, how are you? I'm okay. Um, I went to lesbian speed dating last night. How was that? Harrowing. Yeah. Glad to go. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of young people. Yeah. And um, I just kept bringing up Israel. And yeah, you know, I I just a big swing and a miss. Um, I think for me, but glad I went. What, um,
2: what was it? A lot of like, was it your first time doing that? Um, yes we yeah, I, I mean I've done speed any- dating um I've done
1: speed dating, straight speed dating, and boy, mm. is it easy because I just didn't care you know what I mean like right I was there to acquire a man as as was my role yes. as a woman and um yeah i uh this was of course different, but good, yeah, and it, I do think that like there are events in um In LA, that are for little babies, and so Mm -hmm. I feel like this was one where it's like the I'm talking to a woman who's 22, and I have no, no, thank you. Yeah, I just, it's just not right. But there are other events that are specifically 30 and over, so I'm I'm just going to gravitate towards that. That. How much time did you have with each person to talk to them? Um, God, it wasn't very long. It was like 90 seconds or something. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe it was, it was long. Maybe it was three minutes. Everyone okay. was perfectly nice. Yeah, of course. Um, a friend of mine asked a woman. One, they had, like, prompts, like, if you wanted to oh, nice. um, read them. And one, my, I went with my friend, um, and she was talking to a woman. And one of the prompts was, if you could— I, I, This should not have been a prompt at Lesbian speeding, first of all. And it was, if you could murder someone, who would you murder? What? And the woman said, without a skipping a beat— my father. Oh, uh, it says who would you murder and how would you murder them? And she's this woman says, my father and stabbing. And so my friends wow. like ding the buzzer and then you go to the next person. Aye. Um. And I just want to say, I know obviously the the conflict is happening, um, continues to happen, and so it's like again
2: we can't not address it. Right. Um, and we're s- in the past comment. Yes, we're in the past. We don't know what's God. happening when you're listening to this. I mean, we could probably assume guess. unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. So I just
1: want to say, I, I saw this video. You could Google it. And I think that it's sort of, I, it, to me, it was the only thing I've seen that actually made me somewhat helpful. And it was um Tanahasi Coates talking mm-hmm. about Palestine yes, this week I saw that. at an event. Um, I would say Google it. Um, I'm, I'm going to post part of the clip. I'll, I'll just put on Instagram or something. I feel like um you know, I just feel like there's no way out of this, and I feel like the only way out of this is to like all of us to really come to terms with like everything yeah uh, you know, and I say that as a particularly as an American and understanding the history of America and understanding the history of america on on the globe and I think mm-hmm. s- hearing him talk about his visit when he went to Palestine was yes. like you know incredibly enlightening, and obviously again, I want to be clear like you know we support. Like no civilian should be killed during this. Absolutely like, not. Like every hostage should be returned. Yes. And I, you know, it's like there. I mean, you know, we've already like politicians are calling for a ceasefire. Like there has
2: to be a ceasefire. There has. Yes. Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, there will be. But I know that's my hope. But I yeah. don't. You know, we we understand how these things tend to unfold in our current geopolitical. Nightmare that we're living in. And uh, yeah, it's it's so harrowing and it's so sad. And and I hate what the internet has done to the way people are talking about this. And, yeah, it's uh, not good. Try and, if you are reading something, um, consider the source as much as you can and see if there's, you know, any ulterior motives behind it or, or if it, you feel like it's trustworthy journalism or anything like that, because there's just so much um, scary fake and and inaccurate as breaking news often is um, mm-hmm. information that gets spread around and you know be careful on the internet all the time for all things not just for this consider Absolutely. that for all the time because it is no longer like a reasonable place to get credible know, information it's so and hard. it really was for a minute it felt
1: yeah girl i don't know if you've heard there's like a fake the, the fake ai biden voice it sounds oh, just no. like and it's like well, oh the voices are
2: crazy cuz like i heard is the not music good.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, I oh. hear, like,
2: on TikTok, like, the music ones, like, you can really do, like, I was like, wait, did did Taylor Swift cover this? And it's like, no, right. like, there's just AI of her voice that, like, will, you know, or end everyone's, which is why I also hope that by the time um, you're listening to this in the future, that perhaps Sag Astra has gotten a deal oh, with yeah, the that'd studios, be nice. but Ooh. they feel real far apart on AI still. So uh, yeah. fuck the AMPTP and we cannot let them, the studios, own yeah. people's identities.
1: You see that someone posted a clip and it was like, it was some Disney show and there's just AI people in the audience. yeah, And they look like horrible robots. It's yes. It's like.
2: It's really, ju- it's really upsetting. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it's not even good AI. That's the yeah, problem. Yeah, I know. I know. So. Well. All
1: right. Well, on that note, um, we are continuing our month of uh, They Ate films. Mm. Both things, films that concern cannibalism being eaten. And of course, when people eat, they ate. Yes, they ate. Sorry, I just burped. Uh, That's okay. The movie we did. Wait, I I I literally just ate. You just ate. And I will say, I just eat. I ate some very questionable fish. I'm going to be honest. What uh, style? It was like Mediterranean. There's a place near me, and they're usually great. And it. Smelled a little bad, but I ate it anyways because I was so hungry, and now it's not sitting right. I'm sure it'll be fine. And yeah, also, even if it's not, I'll still go back.
2: I I, yeah. I would go to places in, in New York. I'd go to a B. I'd go to a C. I don't give a fuck. Oh, yeah. I don't even look me. at them. I don't even look at what the grade is. I'm just None like, of my business. if this is somewhere I want to eat, I'm going to eat here. As long as a rat doesn't bring it out, I don't give a fuck. Right. Um, but
1: the movie we are doing is both about eating, as it is a zombie film, and is about somebody who absolutely ate, and that would be um, the protagonist of the movie, mm-hmm. because uh, this is kind of a single-hander. There are some other people in this film, mm-hmm. but there it is mostly just one gentleman. The main character is played by an actor, Anders Danielson Lai. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because this person is not French. This is a French film Okay. Um, and I feel like in America, if this was an American film, it would just be like, you know, like Sam Smith or like Sam Jones. Right. But because the actor is Norwegian, then his character is also Nor- Norwegian, which <laughs> is funny to me. That is fun. It is directed by Dominique Rocher and is written by Jeremy Guez, uh, Guillerme Lamans, and Dominique Rocher. And is based on the novel of the same name by Pitt mm. Agerman. Mm. Um, and it, it I would say our main actor here, Anders Danielson lie. when you're the only person in the horror movie, you have to eat. And this gentleman eats. Yes. He absolutely crushes. Good. Um, we always like to have Allison watch the trailer. Mm. Allison, would you like to um, let us know how you felt about the trailer for The Night That
2: Ate... It's Night The I'm sorry. Night. The Night Eats the World. The Night world. Eats the World. Yes. It's hard because, like... Present tense sounds wrong for a yes. movie title. Like, it should be in the past because it's something that we get to watch and therefore technically has already happened. So, like, it should be The Night Ate the World.
1: Yes. Yeah, there's but, something about it. But I again, it's a translation from yes. the French. So, yes. And the reason I said that is because technically, yes, if you directly translate it, it is The Night That Eats the World. Mm. But that's not how English mm. works. Yeah. So, when I watch it on Prime, it,
2: the title is The Night That Eats the World. So... Is but that is not the title. English or is it in French and subtitled or dubbed or it how It is did you? in
1: English cuz oh, I great. assumed it was going to be dubbed but you
2: know it's set in France it's set in Paris but it is in English. They know their audience and that we can't read. Um No. No. <laughs> no. Nor do we want to. Yeah. Um I don't I will say like a zombie movie where the zombies just still look like just dis- from a distance, humans with a little bit of blood is scarier than like monster zombies to me.
1: Yes. And you're going to love this because not only love are this. they, do they look like people who are just bloody. I don't love that. Allison, they're dead silent. <gasps> they don't make any groans. All you hear is something's coming up behind you because they're fast. Like they, they run yes. like people. Okay. You just hear quick running feet, as if they're wearing cariumas. Go out by cariumas <laughs> if you're going to turn into a zombie. But no, and it's get the so or
2: leave it chill.
1: upsetting because then it's harder for the main character. Like, if you're
2: groaning and lumbering, you yeah, kind of have a little bit of time. Sense, um, Allison. I don't like that they're silent. Though there was a moment in the trailer where, like, I think it's because we're up close with a zombie. And, like, mm-hmm. they're opening their mouth and it's very yes. um, crunchy. Yes, there. It's like a wet of jaws.
1: Absolutely, it's gnashing. It's snapping. A lot of snapping noises. Yeah, yeah. and oh, they are. Yeah, their eyes become milky white. They're and then of course they start to decay over time and bodily mm-hmm. fall apart. But right up top, they're just mad as hell, extremely fast, and basically dead
2: quiet. Which I thought was a great much that creepier. Is, yeah, that is way scarier and just like. Easier, I bet. <laughs> exactly, and a lot of these decisions were like,
1: okay, you had a building to shoot this in. Yeah, there's some shots at the outside, and then you have a bunch of um, actors like in the the alley or whatever. Yeah, so it's uh makes a meal out of what I imagine was a smaller production budget, but it's really well done, especially for a, a zombie movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, and then of course we like to take a baseline scary. Allison, how do you how scary? i kind of under the essence. It's like, how scary would you find the concept of being the potentially last person
2: alive no. after the zombie apocalypse? I refuse. I want it. Won't be me. I'll tell yeah. you that. It, it's not gonna be me. It might be you about for about forty-five minutes before you figure out what to do about it. You know what I mean? I was like, you're not well. The going second I realize, a week. the second I realize no one else is around, yes. I'm out. Yeah, but 100%. I guess it's a little bit like. Do you become a zombie so you have some friends, or do you just kill yourself so that you're dead?
1: Yeah, I I'm definitely going with the latter just because I don't want to deal with the being bitten by a zombie or that's torn the thing. is like I wouldn't want to
2: suffer through that, so I would just find a way to um, end my own life so I wouldn't have to be alone with the zombie. Like, yes, that's not. I don't want that. But again, in any apocalyptic moment or like any kind of large like. If the world is ending, like, I'm not going to survive with the people that are like, we're going to make it through. Like, I'm not. God I bless won't. them. It's okay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we're, we're both on the same page when it comes to that. Um, and then, of course, would you like to guess the twist in The Night Eats the World? Guess the twist.
2: I'm going to guess that... Someone has been pretending to be a zombie, but they are actually alive. Ooh, I love it. Okay, great.
1: That's perfect. That's a perfect guess. Okay. <clears throat> we see our protagonist, Sam. He's ca- arriving at a popping apartment party. People are spilling into the hallway. It's standing room only, honey. And mm. he's hating it. He clearly is like has social anxiety. He is a lone wolf, Dottie. He is, he's not having any of it. It's a gigantic apartment. Like, Unbelievable high loft ceilings, mm, huge. We love it. I, I yeah, I was filled with jealousy. He's greeted by the hostess of the party who is his ex-girlfriend, Fanny. And he's like, You he didn't say you were celebrating something. He's like, Oh no, it's just some of Mateo's friend. So basically, she clearly has moved into her new boyfriend's place. Okay. And Ugh. Sam, I know. Sam is just here to pick Tough. up some tapes. So he's a musician. He has some tapes that are really important that she inadvertently took with her when she moved out. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, let me just get the tapes, and I'll go. She's like, no, have a drink, meet some people, and then I think what is sort of like the final line of like, how do you try for once? Mm-hmm. It's like he's he hates this. He's not going to do it. Yeah. Um. Her new man Mateo comes over and pulls her away before she fanny can grab the tapes. She said, just stay here. We see Sam have a drink and like every interaction is like awkward, and he hates it. And he clearly is just not a uh, particularly social person. And when he sees Fanny again, he grabs her by the arm and says, please just let me get the tapes. This is killing me. Yeah. I don't like, want to stick around. Yeah. And the thing is, like, he has social anxiety, but unfortunately there are a lot of other worse kinds of anxieties that he's going to be dealing with during the movie. And Mateo sees him grab Fanny's arm and is, like, gets some in his face, like, what are you doing? And Sam so says, I'm just going to go. Just let me know when you find them, right? Fanny stops him and says, no, they're in the office at the end of the hallway in a moving box somewhere. It's quiet there. Shut the door. Just get your stuff, and I'll come, and we can chat for a minute, and you leave. You know, like, just get them. Don't worry about Mm -hmm. it. So he walks in the hallway, and this is, like, raucous party. A drunk guy with a camera, like a Polaroid, falls against him and smashes um, Sam across the bridge of the nose. So he's kind of dazed. He's holding his nose. He looks over to the bathroom. There's a woman just vomiting into the toilet with the door
2: open. Great. Terrific. You love to see it.
1: Yeah, it sounds like there's a couple just fucking somewhere. It's chaos. But when he gets to the office, he closes the door. He gets silence. And he starts to go through the boxes and finds his tapes. And these are like his personal tapes from childhood throughout adulthood, like his own music, his own sort of like diary sort of. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, his nose from where he was hit starts gushing blood. And he sits down and he puts his head back and his eyes well with tears. Clearly, he's like going through it. Like, I mean, the breakup and everything. That's a lot. Yeah. Allison, he closes his eyes and he falls asleep on this very cozy looking armchair. And outside the closed door, we hear muffled screaming. Nope. And what sounds like dozens of people running and he doesn't wake up and it's like, I wake up when someone turns on the light next door.
2: Like, the idea that you yeah. wouldn't wake up, but good for him, he's tired. My cat coughs in the other room, and I'm like, I'm up. like, yeah, well, that's because he's smoking. He's just up smoking all night. Yeah, and I'm like, hey, can you put it out? For God, a mentals. come on. Hmm. Think of your little help. No, Riz is so fancy, he wears a tuxedo. It's a cigar.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, good. Uh, in the morning, the sun is out, and Sam wakes up in his chair, uh, and again, I wake up at dawn. Like, as soon as I, my eye perceives light outside the window, I get up. I'm getting up at five yeah. in the morning. So watching yeah, this, well, I'm that's...
2: like, oh, what a treat. Crazy.
1: Um. So he grabs his box of tapes. And Allison he opens the door and walks out the hallway to like, the, the living room area. The place is completely fucking destroyed. Mm-hmm. And there is blood spattered and sprayed across the walls. That is a horrific thing to wake up to. It sure is. And Sam drops his box and grabs the first thing he can, which is like a heavy glass ashtray. And he makes his way to the front door, which is standing open. And he sees what looks, appears to be Fanny, just sitting on the steps down. So, you know, this, I think they're like mm-hmm. on the second or third yeah, yeah, floor. Yeah. Uh, I guess third floor. And he calls her, he's like, Fanny she leaps up. And that's for the first time we realize that the zombies are fast. She leaps up at a regular Whoa. human speed and lunges for the door. And as she turns towards him, we see the left side of her face has been torn off. And she's no. a zombie. So one of her eyes is milky white. She has no. transformed. And then we also see a bunch of the partygoers are on the stairwell and start running up as well. He's able to shut the door. And lock it, but he hears, it sounds like there are dozens of other bodies just slamming against the door, like running and up and trying to get inside. Can they see him? The idea is yes. I okay. think that these zombies specifically seem to hunt by sight alone. So they don't, it's not about smelling someone. It's not about hearing them. If they see, I mean, I guess they can hear you. So, so it's it's hearing and it's yeah. seeing. Okay. The smelling doesn't seem to be much of a factor, but you definitely see the zombies see
2: him and okay. react it's to It's not to like, because I feel like Or no, I'm thinking of um, The Last of Us, where the... Yes, that's a good point. They're blind, so... Which it would help.
1: It does help to have one, at least one sense taken out.
2: Right, Right. and smell isn't enough to, like, not be in play. Like, you need it to be hearing or, or vision.
1: Yeah, but unfortunately, these guys both see and hear. And that, again, puts him at a disadvantage. He's able to shut the door, and he looks outside. Elson, the road is filled with blood. Their car's just driven up, slammed into telephone poles... Doors open, purses on the ground. We see a bloody barefoot woman running across the street. And then as she is closer, you realize she's a zombie. We hear a woman screaming. And then in the apartment, so it's like there's a little narrow uh, road. And the apartment directly across the street, he sees his poor family get attacked by a zombie who appears to be their own teenage son who has just turned. And Sam's yelling, but there's nothing you could do. You know, and also they see what's going on. Dot being a zombie? Like, eh. yeah. So the dad runs downstairs and runs to get their car, which is parked in the street. He's able to get them there, and then he honks the horn. So his wife and daughter, who they've been able to escape as well, run out. Unfortunately, the honking draws all the zombies from Sam's building into the street. Of course. And the mom is able to shove the daughter in the back seat, and just as she's about to jump in the passenger seat, the zombies grab her. And I'm sorry, she has a moment. She could have shut the door. If you're a zombie apocalypse, your husband and your daughter are in the
2: car, you go, shut the Get door. the hell yeah.
1: out of here. Go. And
2: then you're a zombie. Like, yeah. that's it. She doesn't. And also, if you're the dad driving the car, you just drive. You, you just, just drive sorry. away. Drive over them. And like, if mom is still kind of like yes. dragging, but like, it doesn't matter anymore.
1: Right. That's best <laughs> After case After she's scenario. been a
2: zombie, not like if she's. Exactly. Like, still getting um, it or something.
1: Yeah. And then, I think this is this movie. I'm going to call it the. the uh, a lot of people make a lot of. Um, I think rookie mistakes which again I've never lived through a zombie apocalypse I'm sure I would too never leave the door open Uh, never leave a window open never leave a patio door open never leave a garage door open or a cellar door people tend in this movie to be leaving the door open and it drove me insane every
2: time we know you can't be doing this right That's a French thing, or are these people just not thinking? You know, the French are so friendly, they just have
1: an open door policy, unfortunately, (laughs) does not apply when the zombie apocalypse happens. So, Sam starts to go through all the coats. He's like, he's a very strategic mind of like how to have what to do. So, I appreciate that. Where it's like, okay, I don't know what to do. I'm gonna go through all the coats and try to find a phone, right? Um, it doesn't matter because everyone's a zombie now, but he keeps finding people's phones and. He plays a voicemail from this woman's Jane's phone. And it's a message from a man saying that he's stuck also in a building in Paris. And he wanted to say he loves her. And he listens to her voicemails. And a woman's leaving a voicemail. And during the voicemail, the zombies bust in and kill her. And he starts weeping. I mean, that's and so, awful. Yeah. And apparently that's happened. Like Basically, this happened almost simultaneously everywhere. Right? Everywhere. Okay. And he just happened and to
2: sleep through it? Yes, with the door closed. And I guess because he I guess was just silent, no one, they couldn't find the, him. No one knew to open a door to find—like, I guess, like, even, like, the zombies, once they've been turned, like, none of well, them luckily, were like, let's raid the house? That seems like the one thing they can't do—they can't open doors. Okay.
1: They don't They don't understand what a door is, it seems
2: like. Interesting. That's more but, of an alive person thing. Yes. And I think there's
1: something about that, like, a doorknob. It does, I feel like, you know, okay. it would take a minute. yeah. yeah. Um, he finds, so he has the front door, but there's also a second door he finds in the back of the apartment and it's a door to the roof. And he walks around the perimeter of the building's roof and we see there's just blood on the street, cars parked all over, broken glass and no one else. He can't see anyone else. So not knowing what to do, he starts to clean the floor of the apartment, which I appreciate where it's like, well, I got to do something. I guess this place is a mess. I'll put it back together just to have something to focus on. Yeah, something. Suddenly, he hears a gunshot in the f- apartment below him. He then makes another rookie mistake, and he puts his head to the floor, and a bullet rips through the floor right in front of his
2: face. Okay, but they can use a gun? Well, I guess well, we not if it's Well, we're going to find out. Okay, okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. I'm ahead. And then,
1: Allison, he puts his face to the hole, the shotgun hole in the floor.
2: Sammy, no, what are you, you doing, don't bud? do that.
1: It turns out, Allison, luckily the zombies can't use a gun, though I will say that's a movie I w- we would definitely watch. Yes. Um, it is an elderly man who has just shot himself in the head with a shotgun oh, and my. is, of course, dead. So uh, Sam takes a— Have you ever seen their kind of, like, um, people make shelving units out of, like, what looks like industrial pipe and then put, like, boards over it? Yes. It's kind of, I don't know like what, what do you call that. Well, this one's just a regular, like, steel-looking pipe. So he oh, takes yes. it off the wall. Okay. And he uses it to break through the floor so he can crawl into the apartment. Okay. Before he does, at least he has the wherewithal to stick his head in and be like, is anyone there? And no
2: mm, one replies. Okay, good.
1: So we see the reason, I mean, the guy, you know, shot himself because it's the zombie apocalypse, but then we see another person sitting there, and there's a sheet over their head and blood staining the sheet. And we see the figure's hand, it's an older woman's hand. There's a clear bite mark on it. So... And we see her legs are tied to the chair, and she's still wearing her pumps. Cunt even in death. I mean, that is France. That's France for you, baby. And that is what I think France is. And yeah. so it is, like, obviously this, the older man killed his wife as she was turning, and then, you know, killed himself. So Sam was like, oh, okay, great, so I could take their supplies. So he goes to the kitchen, takes all of their canned goods, dry goods, and he takes the old man's shotgun and shotgun shells— which is good because he's going to need them. So he decides, now that he has the gun, he's going to mm-hmm. go from, go just basically go down through all the apartments. And it looks like there's only one apartment per floor because these are gigantic fucking <sighs> apartments. Good for France. Unbelievable, Allison. So he's going down this, like he has a circular stairwell, big, beautiful wooden banisters. And he sees the apartment below this, the, the older couple's apartment. So, that, so I think that's... Maybe that's the third floor. Mm-hmm. He sees he sees this door slam, he "Yells something." There's an entire family okay. of um, zombies. Okay, and he slams the door right, and he marks the door with an X. Which I think is smart, because then it's like you never get tempted to be like, wait, was this one? Did I go back? Yeah, no. I would yes. need to be
2: constantly labeling things yes. in and this he does, scenario. Yeah. good. Yeah, good and for- he
1: makes, like, we'll see, like, he makes a chart of days. Like, he's he has a journal to, uh, keeping track of his dry goods. Like, he, he's very oh, well. on top of it. Yeah.
2: See, I'd be dead in oh, six hours because that's stuff I couldn't fix. Fa- like, I would eat all the food that I have for a month and a day. Yeah, I would just eat
1: dried beans and die, um, I think, <laughs> So he goes down to the lobby and we he sees the front door is standing open and there's two zombies right outside but they're not facing the building. Okay. And he's able to push the door shut and again, just hears as soon as they hear that, the zombies yeah. attack the door. Dozens of bodies just slamming against the Jesus. front door. Um, When he goes into the so first floor apartment. So it has bars on the front windows, and the and the windows are open. There's a zombie reaching through the bars, jaws snapping, but can't get to him. No, I don't like that. So there's a funny sequence where he opens a can of tuna, and is just eating a can of tuna while the zombie's like flailing at him because he can't get inside. <sighs> right, um, but it's like, up. yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, do you need to eat lunch. Do you, don't know how work doorknobs. Can't eat this tuna. Uh, So he goes back out to Mateo's apartment, and he lays out his hall. He's got a bunch of food and a bunch of knives and other things that he's taken from the other apartments. And he does a hall video of the mind, basically, and he sort of, like, lays it all out. And he also takes one of Mateo's jackets and shotgun. And apparently there's also a rental office on the first floor, and he finds the keys to all the apartments. Again, smart.
2: Yeah, that is, Um, well, again, I will not die from... Uh being like from hubris of thinking I yes. can like do anything, I will die from stupidity in these scenarios,
1: yeah, no i I'm just gonna turn around and a zombie will be there, and I'm dead. like and I'm like,, I, well. I will do my absolute best, and then I will fail, and I just yeah. know that um uh he enters another apartment and this time uh he sort of leaves the door open a crack, and I was like, I don't know if that's the way to go, but I understand that you could run out really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes through the kitchen, and it looks like this family had, like, a sort of a teen son or, like, a young son. And he so he finds a paintball gun. He finds uh, finds headphones and an iPod. Allison, we see that he left the door j- open a jar. He puts on the headphones and sort of starts to rock out. Mm-hmm. During a zombie apocalypse where these zombies are silent. Yeah. We shouldn't do that. It's
2: a bad idea. Yeah.
1: We also see that the there's a drum kit in the teenage son's room. And we know that Sam is a musician. We imagine this will come into play later. When he realizes there's an elevator in the building, he goes to the elevator only to find out that there's an elderly man inside the elevator who is being held back by the metal door. So it's one of those things where like, there's like the elevator door and yes. then a metal grate. And then a, like a grate door. Yeah. Yes. Um, and he uses uh, a belt to fasten it close. And the, the, again, the elderly zombie is sort of like gumming the bars and reaching for him, but can't Ooh. do anything about it.
2: Gumming the bars. That's disgusting.
1: Finally, he goes up to the apartment. He finishes cleaning it, and he starts listening to his own tapes. He finds a tape player, and it's really cute because it's him as a little boy singing as if—he's singing, like, a guitar riff, and then his mom comes in and yells at him in Norwegian, and he smiles. He's clearly, like, really relaxed by the memory, and he was always Mm. a musical child, so sort of, like, we're picking that up, Um, but we cut to this cozy moment to the next day where we see basically a dozen zombies— On the block. Like it's like every block is a dozen zombies. They're kind of shuffling around. There's an overturned baby stroller. There's a car slammed into a public restroom. And it's Paris. So it's like if they're 20 on this block, 12 on this block, there's 12 on every block. You know what I mean? Exactly. Again, Allison, what does he do? He takes a kitchen scale and he weighs the beans and he starts keeping track of the beans. I mean, again, smart. Yeah. And he's so basically he's trying to figure out how long can he live off this food. Yes. And he creates a grid on what looks like shit to me, but, like, it, it's, like, brown paint on the window that he makes, like, grid, like a calendar. Yeah. But I'm like, what is that supposed to be made of? I don't know. Uh, let's not ask too many questions in case it's a poop. Allison, I hope it's not, but, again, he, he, we never know. We never know. Um, And when he he goes downstairs to the room with the drum kit, and he fucking rocks out.
2: I mean, you got, like... Yes, there's a lot of uh, survival and planning and 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 uh, making sure everything is safe. But like I would imagine in the zombie apocalypse, there is also downtime. Absolutely, unfortunately, especially if you've like protected yourself in a space.
1: I think there's a lot of downtime, and that's what this movie is about: is how much downtime can you have alone? Because at this point, I'm someone I would love. (sighs) Oh, about three weeks alone, I wouldn't hate that. Nope, not at all. Delicious um but he's rocking out and of course the sound of the drum kit um provokes the zombies but he can't get through they can't get through the front door when they're closed yeah um and we see him mark another day off on the window grid Allison. he's been there 22 days but again he's starting to have fun with it so he found like a propane camping setup he's able to make uh because there's no electricity yeah um after a while but also like why Girl, I don't even know. (laughs) Like, I knew you were going to ask this. I don't know.
2: (laughs) Like, I I, it's like, I guess if we find out, like, how this apocalypse happened, there might be an answer there. But just, like, people being zombies doesn't necessarily— though I guess, like, if it happened everywhere, that includes, like, the people who were working to provide electricity.
1: I do feel like at some point in the process, a human has to make a conscious decision at some point. At some point? What's sort of, like, oh, if we stop pumping— if we stop the pumps, um— in the subway, then the subway was, tunnels mm-hmm. under the river would fill up in twenty four hours. But I don't. Right. I, but that does not imply a person is know. doing that. So I don't know. What we have to assume at some point yes. someone had to throw yes. a switch and they weren't there to do it because they were zombies. Um. But he he makes a bong and he finds some weed. Um. He's starting to shoot the zombies with a paintball gun, and they don't even flinch. Like he shoots one guy in the face with a blue paintball. And then he crosses the man's face off in a Polaroid and we realize that he's made a grid oh. of the Polaroids from the yeah. party. That that guy who fell into him, there's like photo, And so he keeps seeing the party guys. That's
2: so funny. And he keeps
1: trying to tag them with paintballs so he knows which one is from the party. Yeah. Um, He finds a teddy bear in one of the apartments that plays music. And so he starts to like record music. So he's using like kids toys and he mm-hmm. turns into a song with a recorder. Like he repeats it. And he's, like, playing empty liquor bottles. And he, he builds, like, a basketball net. So he is, like, trying to entertain himself, right? He also put a piece of plywood over Smart. the shotgun hole on the floor and covered it with a rug. Smart. When he <laughs> opens it, uh, just a check, I guess, he's accosted with the smell and he almost vomits because, again, it's three weeks later. Ugh. And he goes down and he's about to throw the old couple's corpse onto the street off the balcony, but then realizes he can't do that. So what he does is he puts them in sleeping bags and sort of arranges them on their bed and puts a framed photo of them next in between them and sort oh. of puts some like dried flowers he found on the body. It's very nice.
2: That's very nice of him.
1: And then he seals off the room with duct tape so he could still come in and out of the apartment. It just won't quite that smell will be quite all as bad.
2: Reserved for just
1: that room. Exactly. It leaves the door or the window open, obviously. So hopefully yeah. they'll rot or mummify or decompose you know. the way that humans. And zombies do. Allison, if you were concerned about the electricity situation, well, unfortunately, we've got to the point where he goes to take a shower and he's had water in the pipes. more water. The pipe's grown and the water stops running. Allison, I got to ask you at that point, and I already know we wouldn't even get here, but if you were still at this
2: point, what would you do?
0: What would you do?
2: Well, that's night-night for me. Um, I I would never have made it this far. I would have, yeah. not only would I have not wanted to, I never would have been able to, no. it wouldn't have happened, but were I magically still alive 22 days into being trapped alone during a zombie apocalypse, I, this is when I would uh, say see you later and kill myself.
1: Yeah, yeah, that definitely would be certainly top of mind for me.
2: Yeah.
1: That night, Allison, uh, he sleeps in bed, and he hears a thud. Mm. Um, The zombies have gotten into the building. He hears them running up the stairs. But unfortunately, he's trapped, and he's high enough up that he can't jump off the bedroom window. Right. And he hears them. The bedroom door is, of course, closed and locked. But he hears them slam into the bedroom door, and the force of how many there are breaks it open. No. Allison, they descend on Sam, and they tear him apart. Just kidding. He's dreaming. It's a dream. Yeah. So, you know, to give himself a fresh start to sort of, like, try to survive, he shaves his beard. He runs laps through the building with his goddamn headphones on, which I I know you trust the front door. I wouldn't. It... I wouldn't either. No. Like, you
2: need to You need to know if you can hear them doing yes. stuff.
1: Especially if they are just going to be walking up behind you. Right. Um, Stay vigilant. He also goes to visit the elderly man zombie who is still trapped in the elevator and kind of snaps at him and reaches for him when he goes by. And Sam decides that his name is Alfred. So, and, he, and when Sam says, oh, Alfred, I'm Sam. Nice to meet you. That's the first line of dialogue in, like, the last 30 minutes. Whoa. Because Sam doesn't talk to himself. Right. I would be. Yeah. So, and and he would, and so the only other person is this elderly zombie. So he just names him Alfred and then like he'll talk to him like he's a neighbor, right? Because he's so, yeah. humans just need companionship and his yes. companion is a zombie. Yes. Up on the roof, again, Sam's very smart and resourceful. He's, it's raining and he's put out every container oh, he has. Oh, smart. And so he's able to like bottle it with like, there's a bunch of plastic bottles that he took from like recycling and fortunately, he has a lot of containers and a lot of bottles. So he's actually, again, like able to store a lot of water. Again, this is really just a, like Paris. He was like, you'd have enough water. A lot of other places. Like, I mean, yeah. L.A. I mean, maybe, sometimes you're right. you'd be if fine. Right, if it doesn't rain. If it doesn't rain, you know, like then you're fucked. New York, you'd be fine. But yeah. Um, so he lights a fire. It's also getting cold. And um, he lights a fire and he heats up water from the bath in a bucket and uh, it's a real, it's a French bucket, so it's really beautiful. It's like a crappy plastic button, bucket. Right. And he lights a cigar, and he goes to sit and talk to Alfred. He's like, oh, you were a doctor, weren't you, Alfred? You traveled the world, probably saw some nasty stuff. And whereas Alfred's just staring at him and snapping and trying to eat him. And he says, do you think there's a cure, or are we all goners? And, of course, Alfred doesn't reply because he's a zombie. And he says to Alfred, the hardest part is not knowing what happened to them. Sam says, My mother is not the type to walk all over people to make it. So I think it probably ended pretty quickly for her. Hmm. But at least she didn't have a long death. It wasn't an unfair death. She died with everyone else. Right. Like everyone else. Like you, Alfred. And he says, Death is the new norm now. I'm the one that's not normal. Allison, he's paintballing again one day, Mm -hmm. and he sees on the street a cat. He is so excited have a pet. I, would
2: be thr- I mean, I'd be thrilled even just in a day-to-day now when I 100%. see a cat on the street.
1: And the cat seems fine. Like, it doesn't seem like zombie fight at all. Yeah. The cat just How walks around. Know? I know. That's a good point. He runs down the stairs. He opens He opens the front door. Luckily, like, there's a couple zombies, like, but not too close by. And he opens a can of tuna to try to lure the cat over. And the cat cuts pretty close, but then gets startled and then darts underneath a car. Sam is so desperate. He uses his gun to prop open the door and then take the tune and try to lure the cat. This is how I would die. I would be so focused on getting the cat involved
2: that I would get killed by zombies. Exactly. And it
1: gets to the point where he's hiding behind a car, looking underneath the car for the cat, and there's a zombie 20 feet away. Unfortunately, Allison, he rounds the car. When he looks up, the zombie is basically on top of him. Yeah. So Sam's Sam able to leap headfirst into the broken passenger side window of a car, is scrambling, and while the zombie is trying to get to him from that the right side, fortunately, he's able to get out the door and get back inside the building, slam the door, as all the other zombies start to attack.
2: How do you know no one went in the house while
1: you weren't looking? Exactly. A, a great question. And also, the zombie did grab him and did touch him. So it's sort of like, The zombie didn't bite him, but you had contact with a zombie. Right. And you don't know. Exactly. You don't know how he wasn't around. Is it a bacteria? We have no context for how this passes or where it originated or, or what we should be doing. Right. And he runs back up to the patio and he sees the cat licking the blood off a zombie's leg. Allison, he takes his gun and he shoots the cat. Yeah. You don't see it, but he's so enraged he shoots the cat. Yeah. And then he looks down, and there's a he's left a trail of blood. And he, of course, panics. He runs, and he cuts his pant leg off. And it looks like he's just scratched by the zombie. But how do you know? And And also, also, maybe that's what
2: does it. What's the... Right. Like, you don't... I don't like this, because you don't know the rules. Exactly. And there's no one there to ask. But
1: he decides to do, which I think, again, this is a very Allison special um, moment. He sits in front of a mirror... And he puts the shotgun under his chin and he waits. And if he basically is like, if I start to change, I'm just going to pull the trigger. And he waits so long to see if he's a zombie that he falls asleep because this motherfucker can fall asleep with a drop of a hat, apparently, and sleep through anything. And in his sleep, he slips forward. It's hours later. It's nighttime. He slips forward and the gun goes off. Luckily, he's fine. And it wakes him up. And he looks and he's not a zombie. And he starts laughing maniacally in relief. I would be like, oh, God, now I have to keep
2: doing this? I
1: know. So he then focuses, which I I, I know my plant gaze out here, know exactly what this is. He starts obsessively g- g- taking care of the plants.
2: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. You know he's out yep.
1: here. He's taking clippings. He's sprouting. It's just something to do. So it's like yeah. he's got a room full of plants going. Okay. Allison, in the building, he hears footsteps. And then talking. And he says, is anyone there? Talking, But no one replies. And he can't tell if it is his building or the next building over because you can Mm. hear everything in these old buildings. And so he goes and he takes his binoculars and he looks at the building across the way with with the binoculars. And he sees what he thinks is the fleeting glance of a human hand sort of pulling back from the curtain. So now he's like, is somebody there that I close enough to talk to? And he goes up to the roof and now he has a coat on. And we realize enough time has passed that the weather has turned. It's starting to be winter, which means he's freezing because the heat is also yeah. not working. Right. So he takes on some of the pots, the water's frozen, and he makes a fire and he uses it to melt the ice he collected on the roof. Um, and he uses sheets and blankets to make a tent to retain the heat. And I gotta ask this, Allison, would you rather become a zombie or be cold? I know.
2: I mean, I guess a zombie. I would too. Because at least you're like, warm. I just, like, I don't have the survival skills to work through cold. No. Without water or much food. Like, yes.
1: And fortunately, he does have a, um, a fireplace, at least. I mean, that's good. And we see, so he sort of, like, made, like, a, a blanket, a tent blanket, and he pulls off his clothes, and he heats up enough um, water that he is able to make a bathtub out of the refrigerator. Because the refrigerator doesn't work anymore. So he turns right. it inside and fills it with hot water and kind of makes himself a little hot tub. And he gets in, That's and he fun. closes his eyes, and he's just enjoying the heat, and he hears footsteps
2: in the building. It's the last time, like the worst scenario. Maybe pooping would be the other tough time to hear that. And also, Allison, he was pooping.
1: Oh, pooping in the bath. Um, he opens his eyes, and again, it's like, oh, is it a phantom noise? And I think he mm. he, and we both acknowledge that he is starting to lose it. He's yeah. extremely lonely. Understandable, Yeah. So any sound, he's so desperate for it to be another person. Allison. Sometime later, he looks out the window one day, and even the zombies are gone. And so I think that's the moment he said he sort of starts to think: Should he leave? Should he try to go somewhere? If he did, would there be anyone there? Is there a would it solution? Be better? Would like, it be better? There's
2: place you could you could end up a better place.
1: Yeah, but. But where would that be? And how do you find it? And is it worth right. looking,
2: it's, or should you just stay here alone? It's not like anything will have, like, oh, this place has, like, water and electricity. Like, it's, like, everywhere. I guess, like, there might be more stuff in certain places. There might be more food, whatever. But, like, when I think the
1: argument this movie is making is that the only place that— the only thing that would make a place better is that there's a pers- another person there. Yeah. And that's what we need as humans. Um, and so we see him, he's on the balcony, he's of course getting drunk, cause what else is there to do? Yeah. And there's, you see frost on the grass, there's just abandoned streets, and he goes to talk to Alfred, who's only, his only friend, and Alfred's looking worse for wear, he's sort of right. I would imagine. Know. Are the, are the zombies like decaying at all? Like, do, do we yes. know if they yeah. die at any point? It doesn't seem like it. I think unfortunately they're okay. sort of like Walking Dead style zombies, where like, even if they were just skeletons, they'd be coming for you. And you hate—again, you don't see it, but if you were to, you yeah. would hate to see
2: it. Yeah, that would be tough. All like— <laughs> grrr, Sounded like xylophones running around. Oh, you yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: right, like a Betty Boop
2: uh, cartoon. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Um, So he goes talk to Alfred, and he says, you know, Alfred, you and I are the same. We're alone. And he starts to kind of, like, argue, and he's drunk, so he's, like, arguing with a zombie— yeah. And he sort of, he lashes, he like flips his arm and he sprays liquor in um, Alfred's face accidentally. And he says, I'm sorry. But then Alfred starts to bang on the gate. Sam starts berating him. And it was like, he's just lost it completely. And he's like, One day, I'm going to get sick of all this and get the hell out of here. You'll be left all alone like an asshole.
3: And you'll regret these moments. You're going to think to yourself, why did I let him go?
1: He's just yelling at himself. Like, everything he's saying yeah, to right.
2: Alfred is its like true of himself. Trans, uh, Transference? Per, transfer, no. It's uh, when you fall in love with your therapist. Projection. Yeah.
1: So I was like, is that what you fall in love with your therapist who's a zombie? Yeah, I think, I think so. <laughs> and then finally, he smashes the bottle of liquor against the gate, and he storms back upstairs. And he's lost it completely. So oh, he, no, he goes back down to the apartment with the teenage son's room with the drum set. And he just starts rocking out to draw the zombies. That's how lonely he is. He wants the zombies to come back. And he starts playing fast. Because at least it's something. Exactly. And it's iconic. But it does work. And the zombies come running. Unfortunately, it's dozens and dozens of them. That's not going to solve your problem. No. Unless your problem is being alive, in which case there are better ways to do this, bud. Yeah. It solves one, it creates many more. Yeah. So he screams as he plays. He's shrieking into the void. And I uh, guess you know, sometimes you have to scream, scream into the void. And finally, he stops playing and just screams. And the zombies can almost reach the second floor where he's at. He's screaming off the balcony. They're climbing on a parked car, and they are like feet away from being able to reach up and grab him. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing is like, he's that's how desperate he is. Is like, if he is seconds away from just letting them turn him into a zombie. And he goes, he goes back inside and he goes down to Alfred. He's like, I'm sorry I talked to you like that. That was out (laughs) of line. And so he's back at it. He's trying to regain his humanity and he goes to listen to his tapes again. And we hear in a different tape as a kid, he's banging on empty glass bottles and he hears a man's voice come in. And we're to understand it's his father. And mm. he starts to weep and he just sort of sweeps everything off the table. Yeah. And that night, Allison, he lies in bed. And just like in his dream, he hears someone walking in the hallway and he hears someone enter the apartment. But this time instead of waiting for the zombies to bust through the door he panics and fires through the bedroom door and he hears someone drop with a thud Ooh. and he runs to the door and unfortunately it's a woman it, she is not a zombie oh no and now she has a huge bullet wound in her stomach <sighs> Allison I mean bound to happen yeah but my question to you is at this point in the film who mm-hmm. will survive
2: I'm going to guess no one. Well, we'll leave it at that. Like, I just don't see, I yeah. mean, and what kind even of if life, he you know continues I mean? to make things work, like, there is an expiration date on this yeah. whole thing. But I guess it's like, do you think he dies or do you think he becomes a zombie?
1: Well, that's a question. What do you think, Allison?
2: I think he's going to become a zombie. Great.
3: Okay.
1: And he puts her, he cuts her sweater open, and we see, like, I guess she has, like, I guess I've seen this where it's, like, shotgun shells, but they're full of buckshot, so it's, like, a bunch of different little holes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so um, he has her lay down, and he, he pours liquor on her stomach, and she, of course, passes out because of how painful it is. pain. And he gets the um, first aid kit, and he starts pulling out all of the little buckshot. And actually, that's probably the best bullet it could have been. If it was a regular
2: bullet, she would have immediately died. Yeah, she would have bled out long. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So fortunately, and also it it did pass through the door first. So it's like not, it's bad, but it's not as bad as it could be. Yeah. And I'm like, Google. I would be Googling like, what is Buckshot? You know, but it seems he puts her in the bed. He goes to the living room. He sees that she also has a bag. Like she's clearly been surviving Mm -hmm. the same way he has. And he probably just killed her. So he goes and he sleeps in the living room and in the morning he hears a noise and he goes to the bedroom and he meets the woman and she's awake and she's, she's doing not great, but she's alive. Yeah. And her name is Sarah mm. and he makes her food and she eats it. She's gulping it down. She's like, what is this? He says, oh, it's pigeon. And, she, and she's like, you know, actually that's really good. She's like, I, I don't I eat pigeon. Absolutely. That's France. Yeah. And Sam starts to say, you know, I'll be honest, until you came here, I thought... And she says, oh, you thought you were the last human on Earth? Sorry to disappoint you, man. And she says, basically, like, she has been not really spending more than one week in one place because mm, there are so few people different. who are alive that the zombies always seem to find you. Like, they, like if there's less of you, they're more concentrated. Mm-hmm. Which is why what he did playing the drums was such a stupid idea.
2: But then she also says, like,
1: I found a couple of guys hiding like you. And the problem is that, like, if you're alone, like, all these guys have gone insane. You know, like yeah. you have. And, Correct. you know, she's like, you know, you might have been safe until you made played those drums, which is how I knew you were here. But there are so few people here. Eventually, there'll be enough zombies here that will just—they'll break down the door. You fucked up. And he's like, no, it's fine. They're going to forget and wander away. That's what they did last time, you know. And, but he's going to go check it out, and he gets dressed, and she tells him, I'm coming with you. Even though he tries to protest, it's like, you're still hurt. She says, don't worry about it. And they start to walk down the stairs, and she screams when she sees Alfred. And he goes, no, yeah. no, Alfred wouldn't kill you. It's like, you he absolutely would kill me. Yeah, you're insane now. Yeah, he says, no, Alfred, you wouldn't eat Sarah, would you? And Alfred lunges against the gate. And he's like, see, he's fine, you know. Um, Back... In the apartment, uh, Sam plays her concert with his found-item percussion instruments, which is what I imagine a date with this guy was, would be before the apocalypse. Before all this? Yeah, nothing has changed. Um, and she puts her hand on his shoulder for a moment, and he starts singing, and she starts harmonizing, and it's like this very beautiful moment where they're just singing, and it's like, oh, that's the whole point of being alive, is like being with other people. Yes, and creating just, things
2: and yeah. community. And, yeah. and he's
1: just so thrilled that she's there, so you know something bad's going to happen. hmm Yeah. And he goes and sits with Alfred. He's like, what do you think of her, Alfred? Yeah, I agree. Like, as if he's like a friend he's chatting with. (laughs) And we see, basically, he is marked off in his calendar. It's been months and months. He's been there for a long time, and he's down to his Mm -hmm. last supplies. So he kind of has to leave the building anyways to start looking for more food soon, right? Mm -hmm. And he ends up going down to the apartment with the X on the door, which had the zombie family. And he drills through the door to create a hole, and then he shoots them through the door. And then, Mm -hmm. as a result, he's able to get all their supplies, which is the one apartment he couldn't get to before. Yeah. And when he gets back, Sarah's gone. He flips out. But, of course, she's not gone. She's on the roof kind of checking out, like, how how they'll get to the next roof. Mm -hmm. She's like, okay, well, it's really far, but we're going to have to jump. He's like,
3: I I don't get you. We're we're safe here, especially now that we don't have to worry about food for a while.
1: I don't get you. She says, there has to be a place away from here. It's worth trying to find. He says, no, I'm not going to risk my safety to go somewhere i don't even know about and she's like i'm just letting you know if you stay here you might be safe and if you are you will go crazy and shoot yourself because that is what happens to and all of us when this happens like yeah. don't don't lie to yourself you can't be does alone does she
2: have like a little more of a sense of like how the how this works no
1: and she even says they even acknowledge that they're like we don't really know we have no information that's so, so weird. Um, I like it though, but it is something yeah. No, where it's I like, mean it's
2: like it's scary. Like it's scary. Yes, it happens so
1: because it implies it happens so quickly. Like that, like you no know, one really. Yeah, you think of Night of the Living Dead. They have the TV, they have the radio, and a right, lot of the, the other s- yeah. A lot of the other movies have a warning period, even if it's just a couple hours, and this is mm-hmm. just everywhere everywhere yeah. they get in kind of an argument where she's telling him like there's no point in staying he's saying i disagree she goes downstairs and goes into the bedroom and slams the door and sam comes up to the door and says i'm really sorry you were right please i will go with you like let's just figure it out allison when he opens the door we see mm. sarah's dead on the bed and she's clearly been dead this entire time oh no she died of her gunshot wound she's real yeah. But, of course, she would because yeah. you cannot survive a gunshot wound, even if a buckshot. Right, shot. just with, like,
2: a little bit of liquor poured on exactly. it. Like, that's not going to do it when there when there's actually no medical help. Exactly.
1: So, all their conversations, all their plans, so all sad. of her, like, the singing, Aww. it was all hallucination. That's so sad. I know. It's really well done. But I was And really then sad, you also like, oh. have to, like, get rid of this body. So, he puts a sheet over her body, and he sort of—she has a necklace. He puts it over the sheet on her torso— he lights candles all around her, and he starts packing his bag to leave. And he okay. goes through her bag, and he finds her camera of, like, all her digital camera. And we see that she has a toddler, like, a little bit older son, yeah. and a husband, who are presumably all zombies. And then yes. you, it, it's very well done where it's, like, you see the family photos, and then you see her. She's taking photo, like weird photos of people acting weird far away. So it was, like, a couple of photos of, like, probably the day or the evening it was yeah. happening – And then finally there's a photo of him from far away. And he realizes she must have been taking photos and seen him taking a photo and come to the building to try to find him. And then he shot her. Then something happens that I don't really understand, which is that Sam pours out his tapes and sets them on fire on the ground in the apartment. And I don't understand this, and I kind of don't understand the rest of this sequence, but I think this Hmm. is, we're slipping into more of a metaphor at -hmm. this point. Um, yeah. because he burns all of his childhood tapes and he grabs the gun in his bag and he goes up to the roof and he was able to find amongst one of the family's sporting equipments, a grappling hook and a, a, um, rope for mountain climbing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how to do okay. that, but at least he has it, right? Yeah. That's so, not something you would find in everyone's home. Exactly. So tapes are on fire downstairs. He goes and he opens Alfred's gate. And Alfred, of course, tries to eat him, but Sam walks back up to um, Mateo's apartment. And Alfred is so old, he can't—he can only move at old man's speed. So he can't right. chase Sam. So he's not yeah. really a threat. But then Sam opens the door, and instead of attacking him, Alfred just walks into the apartment. So it's almost like, okay, it's sort of confirming what Sam thought, that Alfred wouldn't hurt anybody. Yeah. And we see in the back of Alfred's head that he, too, has a gunshot wound, having died by suicide after the— uh, The apocalypse had started. Okay. But like, when did he become a zombie? I don't know. And that's a great question. Because he would have had to been bitten while alive. Right. And then try to kill himself and have it not work. Okay, yeah. That's what I presume. All right. And then try to get in the elevator? I don't know. Finally, you know, he walks in and Sam closes the door. I think it's sort of like, I don't want to leave you in the elevator, but I'll leave you in an apartment and I feel less bad about that. Yeah, yeah. But also, there's a fire. The tapes are on fire in the apartment. But I guess the zombies don't care. The fire Could sets... a zombie burn to it, like, once I, they're burned I think up? so. I think if they burned
2: up, they would yeah. stop them. Yeah, I think
1: so. The fire sets off the fire alarm, Allison, and the fire alarm causes the zombies outside to riot and start mobbing the front door, and as they do, Sam sort of, like, walks down the stairs to watch. And I thought he was going to sacrifice himself. I thought that's what we were yeah. going with us. But instead, they explode inside. And maybe he was planning to do that, but he sees them swarming over each other, and he ru- he's too
2: terrified. He yeah, I think it would be upstairs. really hard yeah. to go like that. Because your instinct yeah. would all—you'd be fighting exactly. just the natural instinct to run the fuck away from that entire deal.
1: Yeah, so I think even if he had planned to do that, he was going to burn it down. It's not happening. And he has he shoots one zombie in the head, fights off another, and he the only way to survive is to hide in the elevator. And their zombie hands could almost reach him, but not quite. Mm-hmm. Now he is the Alfred. But fortunately he's able to open the top of the elevator car and starts to climb up. And he's able to get out on the next floor, but of course there's a zombie already up there and he runs Great. into the dead couple's apartment. Yeah. And he manages to sort of fight the zombie and he throws a curtain over the zombie's head so the You know, like you put a blanket over a dog's head? Yeah. And that's what happens. I do it to Riz sometimes. It's very funny. It's very cute. Um, But yeah, like, so the zombie is flummoxed by this. Like, he's just looking around. He doesn't know. He doesn't Mm -hmm. understand there's a blanket. He just can't see anymore. And so Sam tries to sneak past him. Unfortunately, he kicks a box and the zombie attacks Sam. So he's forced to beat the zombie with a um, candlestick and then pin him under the couch. And we see Sam pile the furniture and climb back into Mateo's apartment through the hole, the shotgun hole. And the apartment is now full of smoke. And not only is Alfred in there, but a bunch of other zombies are too. And that's why I say I believe the zombies cannot be operating by smell. Because because of the smoke, they can't see him. Okay. And so they don't intuit that he is human. Mm -hmm. So he's able to go to the roof deck, up to the roof and... Is able to grab the grappling hook. Allison, he leaves the goddamn door to the roof open. This is a problem. The man is obsessed with leaving the door open. A zombie, of course, bursts on the scene, knocks over all of his little water containers that are still up there, and Sam throws the grappling hook and ties the rope around his waist and jumps. And luckily, the grappling hook catches on the next building, and he, when he jumps, he slams into the side of the building and gets knocked unconscious. But he is still mm-hmm. alive. But I was like, he doesn't have his backpack on. Like, if you had left the door closed, you could have figured out if you could, like, throw the backpack or, right. or help, do something. Something. You created a last-minute problem for yourself that now you don't that have you anything. you could have.
2: And especially after all of the, like— good things he did to stay alive and kind of create like a system for himself to like then have this be how, like, come on, man.
1: And fortunately he wakes up and he's able to climb back up to the roof and a zombie watches him through the window. And Sam's able to get to the roof and he sort of looks out over Paris and it's like, it's just a sea of roofs and a sea of nothing. And there's this, like, how will he ever find anyone? And in the distance, Allison he hears a far-off church bell ringing, which I take okay. as a signal that someone is alive and calling yes. out. And isn't that what being a human is all about? The night eats the world, Allison. Oh,
2: wow. So we don't know. We don't know. Wow.
1: But I think we're supposed to think, like, we hear that bell. It's like, but we haven't heard that the whole like, time. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. we're supposed to take this. But I also think... It uh, could be
2: just zombies bumping into it. <laughs>
1: well, that's another thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But I think this is supposed to be like, you know, in the, in the beginning, he, you know, he's broken up and he's like, I want to be alone. And this is like, yeah. I am fine being alone. But the true meaning of being alive is being with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some fatal mistakes of the many this motherfucker makes in The Night Eats the World, Allison?
2: Fatal Mistakes. I mean, obviously we have the door being open at the
1: end there. Couldn't couldn't stress uh, enough the, uh, leaving the door open. It was
2: a fatal mistake. I would also say, like, firing through the door at a knock. I know. I understand he panicked, I, but, yeah. I get it, but it's like he's been so cool and collected with all of the zombies, like, throughout so much of this. Like, couldn't you at least— see if that person could try and get in. for Like, I don't know. It feels like everything could have been so different if he hadn't shot her.
1: Yeah, and and I think that there is something. Like, the first night you knew if the door was closed and you weren't making noise, they couldn't find you. So even if it was a zombie, they don't know you're in there. And based on the logic, they wouldn't, unless you made noise, they wouldn't know you're there. So... I think he just panicked. But again, yeah, rookie yeah. mistake. And then to play the drums to lure those zombies. I think we're supposed to take all of this as like he, he is mm-hmm. starting to lose, you know, his grip on things. Yeah. Um, and then finally, where would you put The Night Eats the World mm-hmm. on the spooky scale, Allison?
2: A spooky scale. I like this. I think a five for me for spookiness. I think like. The zombies being, like, basically human-looking is very... And not, like, you know, the thriller video, but just, like, you know, recently dead people. That's pretty scary. And I do think the the being alone and the silence is yeah. a lot. But, yeah, I think a five feels appropriate for me.
1: I agree. What about you? Uh, I agree yeah. that when you hear the first... that When he first falls asleep and you hear the screaming through the door, chilling, perfect horror movie moment... Um, but then, yeah, like, it's really a more of a rumination. I thought it was going to be more of a hectic, like, one night of mm-hmm. survival based on, like, yeah. the log line. Um, yeah. But this was, you know, a rumination on solitude and, you know, how we needed each other. And that seems extremely—I I really liked it. It's very compelling, but it's not spooky. Those things yeah. are just true. Um. So yeah, I would give it a five as well. And but ten out of ten, thought it was an excellent movie. Really loved it. And again, if you're someone who could tolerate zombies, but not not sort of more heck, not a more hectic of a twenty eight days later zombie, maybe you could do right. this one. Because, but I don't know. There's there's still there's still blood and gore. They're, yeah. Um. You know. You, you use your best judgment, everybody. Yes. And as always, thank as you we for listening. You always.
2: <laughs> yeah, we really appreciate it. We love you yes. guys. We love you guys. This has been a real fun month of. uh. Chewing things up. It real they, they, it ate, Allison. It ate. I guess we just have to ask if you wouldn't mind, uh... Keep Keep it it spooky. Oh, please keep it spooky. Please, if you could. Don't forget to follow us at Ruin Podcast and Crooked Media for show updates. And if you're as opinionated as we are, consider dropping us a review. Ruined is a Radio Point and Crooked Media production. We're your writers and hosts, Hallie Kiefer and Allison Leiby. The show is executive produced by Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder, and recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. From Crooked Media, our executive producer is Kendra James, with production and promotional support from Ari Schwartz, Kyle Sieglin, Julia Beach, Caroline Dumphy, and Awa Okaladi.
1: From Tenderfoot TV, the creators of the hit show Radio Rental, comes an all-new Scary Stories podcast, Rattled and Shook. Rattled and Shook is a weekly horror comedy podcast. You could think of it as a variety show
2: filled with creepy vibes and balanced with some lighthearted fun. Join hosts April and Meredith every week as they discuss new scary stories, play horror-filled games, and invite special guests and more.